Cracking lovely people, welcome to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast, the podcast about nutrition, movement, outdoor experiences, supported by 33 Fuel who produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. I'm your host as always, Matt Gardner. I'm a registered nutritional therapist and let's get into the show, lovely people. Just before we start though, if you're a new listener, I've got over a hundred episodes already recorded in the podcast okay so don't mess around get on over look at the titles see what resonates with you and dive in today i have a chat called niall mcsweeney on the show and i'm really looking forward to having a conversation with him he is the director of performance at energia performance and leading online performance and strength and conditioning consultancy. He's a sports scientist at Royal Ballet School, and he's a rugby coach at Middlesex Women's RFC and Wimbledon Women's RFC. Now, Niall and I actually used to work together as interns back in 2012 at Worcester Warriors Rugby Club, so I'm looking forward to catching up with him, chewing the fat, and I hope you get something valuable from the show. So let's get cracking. I hope you like my conversation with Niall. Niall, mate, welcome to the show. Yeah, it's great. Thanks for, thanks for inviting me. It's great to be here. How are you? Mate, all is well. We haven't actually seen each other for, oh, what is it, eight, nine, nine years face to face? No, I know. A little while, isn't it? But yeah, madness. But mate, so... I obviously introduced you and it'll be good for the listeners to kind of get to know a bit about your coaching journey. So how you got into coaching and what you do now, mate. Okay. Um, so it's kind of a longish tale, but I'll try and be as succinct as I can. But, um, yeah, I started off, um, coaching. I basically just decided I wanted to be an S and C coach kind of, was never going to get to where I want to in sport, like most coaches, I guess. Um, and then I started uh, helping out with the uni team that I was working with, and then from that um, got the internship at Worcester, which is where I met you. Um, and then since then, effectively, I've just kind of kept getting taken on. Uh, this guy called Chudders there, who's on school at Hard Knocks, and he asked me basically to do more and more of the university until eventually the university employed me sort of in-house as their S&C coach, uh, and I started doing a bit of rugby coaching and stuff as well while I was just finishing off my degree. Um, and so I went from there. Uh, did, the good thing about that was because it was still term time, I could do more kind of internships and more work experience stuff in the summer. So I kept trying to do that, started doing my master's um, at St Mary's, uh, and then I basically took a bit of a gamble uh, and decided that I couldn't really concentrate my masters. I was doing so much coaching, and I felt that even though I, I was enjoying university sport, like I loved it then, but I felt there wasn't really any progression. I probably wasn't going to get to where I wanted. So I decided to move down to London and do a bit of personal training to begin with, and just try and finish my masters and see what um, see where I could get to. And then, yeah, since then. That, that was a bit of a gamble. I, I did think it wasn't going to pay off for a while. Um, but then uh, I did, yeah, from there I kind of went, I ended up doing some Paralympic sport, um, did sitting volleyball. Um, I ended up doing working at London Broncos and doing a bit more rugby coaching and stuff like that um, while I was still doing my master's part-time and obviously working with just kind of everyday people. Um, 
and then yeah from there I eventually just got a kind of job interview for um, the Royal Ballet School which is my main job now I suppose was is kind of sports scientist um, at the Royal Ballet School and I still do a bit of uh, rugby coaching with Wimbledon uh, ladies and with the county team and yeah do a bit of private stuff and uh, work with three pillars charity and stuff like that so yeah keep them busy but uh, it's been a long old journey to sort of get here at this. Mm. And I think mate you know obviously that's pretty solid the listeners can hear that you've you know you've gone into a lot of different things and you know what would you say to a, a young coach now getting into strength and conditioning would you say work with as many people as you can um i had an interesting chap on an irish nutritionist recently and and he had a similar tale you know moving around sports working in nutrition you sound quite similar working with general pop and uh, different sports and obviously you kind of you took some gambles but ultimately it just gives you more exposure to people so ultimately that must make you you know a, a good coach yeah um well, you'd hope so, um, but you, you never know. But, uh, like, I definitely think, I think one of the things you see now, which which definitely different, because we have kind of interns and stuff who are kind of at the start of their journey where I was before, um, is that you really need to have that, like, you know, I love coaching. Like, to be honest, I'd probably coach if, if no one paid me. Do you know what I mean? Like, to be able to get paid to coach is, like, literally my dream. So, you know, I think when you're starting out, you need to take every opportunity you get like anyone anyone you can speak to any environment you can get just kind of ask if you can go in and do stuff for free and help out for free and whatever yeah just kind of keep trying to get as many experiences as you can you know i was just basically applying for everything and you never quite realize where it's going to take you you might think oh this is a complete no hope but in the end it's it's what you make of it you know Mm. and obviously you've come across a lot of different people mate athletes uh, young and probably quite established obviously you did some PT with general pop in terms of like uh, I don't know mindset ability to learn different skills or um, the questions and things that these people ask you have you got any kind of like standout examples you know are, are there any people that you found uh, there were a lot of roadblocks with or anyone like you said you're an enthusiastic coach hungry to work with people and then you might have clicked with some straight away not with others How's it been kind of moving around from sport to general pop to obviously now in, in terms of uh, ballet? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say, like, yeah, it's not it's not always easy. It's not ne- like necessarily something that comes very naturally. You don't suddenly get on with everyone every time you walk in the room, you know. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know if I've got any specific examples, but I suppose... Um, I know you wanted to ask me a bit more about my kind of philosophy and stuff later. You know, I guess you you do have to react to the situation you're in. And I think you also probably need to push yourself outside your comfort zone. So I think one of the things that's tricky, for example, you know, Three Pillars is working in um, prisons. Um, so in, in that sort of environment, one of the things it's easy to do is kind of stay in your comfort zone. You kind of coach a bit of the session, but you don't really interact. And I think you need to kind of push yourself out of your comfort zone and try and interact as much as you can with people to understand them and ultimately that that makes you a better coach. And generally, actually, that's been something that's quite, what I found to be quite consistent with every group that you work with is the more you can get to know them and understand them, the more that 
you, the better you can coach and the better you more you can get out of them and kind of most people I think probably appreciate it more mm-hmm. and I suppose you know that face-to-face like you said you kind of thrive in those environments but at the moment mate I know it's a bit of a transition and you're setting some things up next week and stuff but how is it working remotely you know during the pandemic and things because it's uh, things have obviously flipped on their head and it goes without saying people are worried for health and, and income and safety but then obviously from a coach's standpoint um it's it's picking things up on online which is obviously it's quite different yeah 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 um yeah so like we've been lucky actually because pretty much when we went into lockdown with with the school at least um it it was our last week of term anyway so we've had a three-week break to sort of get our heads around lockdown and all of that and sort of get some plans in place um i've still been doing a kind of bit of private online coaching still working uh, with the rugby coaching girls and sending out some sessions there so i've been kind of practicing what goes on there um but yeah it will be obviously a bit more challenging once we get back to the full school and you've got 140 students to get through and uh yeah some of them are in completely different time zones and stuff like that but i guess it's just yeah, you know, there's obviously going to be some disadvantages, but you've got to look at the positives. So one of the real positives for us is we've got uh, like an amazing team at the ballet school. And so this actually enables us, whereas if if I was doing a session in person, it would be only me who inputs to the session. It actually means that we can combine kind of as a team. So, for example, me and, Pilat, uh, me and the Pilates instructor um, could give exercises in the same session. So there's some real benefits to it. Um, that we'll hope, we'll kind of hope to try and make the most of. Um, yeah. Yeah, that multi. Uh, yeah, obviously, I miss. I, it does make you realise how much you miss that kind of face-to-face interaction and kind of hands-on coaching, I guess. Yeah, mate. Well, I'm the same because obviously I can do things over the phone. Um, I'm churning out more and more podcasts. Obviously, like connecting with people like you and um, sending out messages on Instagram. But it's that kind of. Uh, um, you know ability to just sit in front of someone obviously you're on your feet probably all the time when you're coaching but I'll sit in front of someone generally and it's kind of that concept of like taking a pound of flesh you know having having an eye an eyeball with them not in a bad way like people listening to this I don't kind of antagonize people I work with but for me in nutrition and things it's important and you can get you know I can get food diaries I can get uh doctor's notes from clients around whatever biomarkers blood tests things like that and they can obviously answer questionnaires and talk about their food environment but then once you're actually sitting in front of someone then that you know that's the kind of golden moment because um you know unless like you said you're working in a setting where a, a lot of your students are obviously getting these training sessions and obviously it's great they have that access but when people see me and things sometimes sitting down for an hour not many people do do that and, and hone in and, and listen. So it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting now just getting them to kind of do it online and just like we are now kind of over, over a bit of a screen. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of an onboarding process, um, I suppose. Have you had to, have you had to like film yourself doing any exercises or have you had that, uh, do you have that, you have that experience anyway, don't you? Because you do a bit of remote work um, anyway, don't you? So is that something you yeah, do? I do a bit of remote work anyway. Tend to try and avoid filming myself too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I think one of the things about when you work with ballet dancers, like if you know, if I'm showing them how to do a stretch, it's probably not going to look the same. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I try and avoid it, but I think I am going to have to do it at some stage. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. 
it will see how it goes. But yeah, I'm a bit nervous about that. It's fair to say. Yeah, and mate, I know obviously um, there's a lot going on and, and there's a big transition period when term and things start again. But looking at it and putting your kind of coach's hat on, um, are there any kind of things you can talk about in terms of like measuring outcomes with some of the students that you're working with? Because undoubtedly they're they're going to be talented when you get them. Genetically, you know, it'll be interesting. You know, they might already be able to do things effortlessly, but then you're looking at kind of performance measurements, strength measurements, things like that. So, um, you know, what what kind of things are you are, are you doing if you could lift the lid a little bit on the the kind of strength and conditioning side? Yeah. Um, so we have uh, profiling that is kind of once a term. Um, within that, they'll do some range of motion tests with the physios um, and some kind of symmetry tests and things like that to check for scoliosis and things. Um, they'll also do some uh, kind of strength and power testing, I guess you could say, with, with me, and then they'll have some kind of mental health questionnaires and stuff um, with that with that side of things, a mental health team. So um, with, with me, we'll use um, force plates, and we'll do uh, we'll do kind of counter movement jumps. So for anyone who's not familiar with that, it's basically just jump as high as you can with your hands and your hips. Um, we'll do single leg counter movement jump, and then we'll um, do some strength testing. So we'll do some um, isometric strength testing on their calves and quads. Um, and then within that, you know, you can for anyone that's used force plates, you can you can kind of get quite a lot of data off that. So you can look at um, asymmetries. Uh, you know, landing forces, uh, jump height, obviously. Um, yeah, so you can, you can kind of get into quite a lot of um, analysis in terms of that side of things. And I guess it's just then being able to translate the kind of screening as a whole along with what you get from the teachers and then trying to put the best programme forward for um, each individual student. Yeah. And can you lift and shift these plates or are they built into the floor, mate? Um, you can lift and shift them. So, um, yeah, so you, you can move them around, but generally we will do it in the same place because I think you can get slightly different readings depending on kind of what's underneath you and stuff like that. So, um, like, theoretically, I could take them anywhere and use them as long as you can plug it in, um, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't necessarily be consistent um, unless they're in the kind of same place. And would you say, you know, in terms of obviously your background, you've went and studied... Was it a strength and conditioning master's specifically? And obviously you, you, you've done some undergrad work and things like that too. Would you say, you know, the academic side of things, you're obviously learning a huge amount about anatomy, physiology, uh, you know, movement, and then obviously how to then coach an individual in a gym setting. But then for the kind of casual listener getting into this, um, you know, a huge part of your role when you come out of education and you come into a job is obviously measuring outcomes, so it's interesting how it's that balance between, you know, like you said, getting getting in someone's ear at the end of a class or whatever, or having a bit of a group kind of programming and training session. But then actually, you you know, you ultimately have to deliver results or show something to whoever your line manager is or whoever's looking at, you know, f- funding the entire kind of uh, support process, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like I say, you, um, you know, we do use the screening and stuff, but... Like, and it gives us useful information, but I guess ultimately you're working, you know, the most important thing is that they're a good ballet dancer. Yeah. So I think one of the, one of the things, and certainly when I was younger, 
I, w- I would have got maybe a bit more caught up in the kind of numbers side of it. But one of the things you have to realise is that, you know, if, if, if they can jump really high, uh, that's nice for my de- that's nice with my data. But actually, if that doesn't translate to their kind of Grand Allegro in ballet, for example, that that isn't actually very useful. So you've got to try and make sure that you always have the the students' needs at heart, and that you understand as much as you can from a coaching perspective. Mm. Um, yeah, and then and then you can go from there. So you don't want to you don't want to screen things and then just caught up in just training them for the screening. It's still important within that that you work on what that specific student needs, and um, we try and do that as best we can. Yeah, mate, that's a huge point. Um, you know, that's that's ultimately, isn't it? You know, the most important thing is that they're good at X, and that could be like you said, their performance. Uh, their work on the pitch in, in terms of the rugby with some of the women you work with um, and obviously you know you you go across a few sports mate and um, you know you've got interest in things in rugby and stuff like that as well personally how do you learn things mate do you learn by reading uh, listening writing you're a busy guy and obviously you've got to keep up with a lot of things in terms of research in terms of um, you know changes in in things in the sports that you work with i'm always interested when i have guests on about that because um it takes me time to to figure out how best to absorb information then assimilate it and deliver it to people i'm working with yeah um yeah um, i mean i think it's a bit of a minefield because there's actually so much information and so many sources you can take it's kind of like where do you where do you start and at, now i've had a kind of few weeks on kind of easter holidays where i've had a lot of time um, that does enable you to then look into, I guess, do a bit more like reading, listen to a few more podcasts and stuff like that. You wouldn't necessarily do, but um, and it, there is the there is the kind of more formal research side of it. But I guess probably the where what helps me the best is just interacting with people like yourself or you know everyone. You, I've had some great kind of coach mentors, and I'm really lucky in that the team at the ballet is, is really really good the team I work with so you know I'm constantly trying to well pick their brains and stuff I always often feel a bit stupid but mm. I think to some extent that's one of the things as well that you kind of learn a bit more with time is that you know you, you're better off asking the stupid questions than not knowing um, so um, yeah I'm really lucky in that we've got kind of a fantastic physio team and Pilates instructor and my uh, the S&C guys there's Matt at the upper school as well so kind of through conversations and stuff and kind of trying to problem solve with them you pick up an awful lot through that um so that's probably that's probably the best the best way that i learned but i guess then there's kind of infinite resources on top of that i guess yeah no, that's good i'm and i i think i'm similar these days as well like you said you can always pull out an article or you know look up some of your favorite sites or things like that or dig into like research journals but um, yeah, at the moment, there's someone I'll go to in terms of like translating some of the science and some of the things that I'm interested in. Like one of the topics at the moment I'm thinking about would be around um, polyphenols and plant compounds. And there's so much in there. And I just contacted a chap that I follow on Instagram and I subscribe to his his um, kind of like uh, page. You know, you pay a few pounds monthly and, and he basically just goes through all these research papers and it just it saves me time but then also it just seems to lock it in interacting on the facebook group with them all um and then obviously reading it and then that kind of to or fro works quite well even though we're not actually having a conversation um and then yeah similar i'll I'll kind of like to and fro on email or whatsapp or whatever with with people around yeah movement stuff and nutrition stuff and i think it does lock it in a bit more 
Um, and then obviously just recording and things like that too, like audio. So um, listening to things I've found really helps and obviously kind of doing the pod, I can wang on and do all those things. I found that like writing and, and, and all that kind of stuff just doesn't work as well for me, but I think that's just the way to do it, isn't it? So, and we're quite similar in that sense. That's why I wanted to obviously like catch up and chew the fat with you and then see what's been going on over these last few years. Um, because yeah, 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 no, it's just obviously seeing everything you, you know, you, you changed a lot of your roles similar to me. So, um, no mate, it's good. It's, um, it's, it's just interesting to see how you've kind of changed between different sports and things like that. But it all kind of hangs on, like you said, your enthusiasm to coach and, um, you, you ultimately enjoy it and, and you want to continue to learn and seek new experiences. Um, but it seems at the moment, like, um, you know, you're, you're, you're getting into the, the stuff with the school quite a lot and then you've got some of the rugby and the coaching and things on the side so um it seems like quite a good balance and and are you kind of uh, like settled in a sense at the moment or are there any other kind of projects and things like brewing that you're interested in doing in the future um i mean i guess you kind of always have a, a kind of ambitions um but yeah i mean at the moment i have to say i'm, I'm in a pretty good position like the work at the ballet is amazing the like team there is amazing um so so that so i'm really enjoying that and i'm learning a lot from it um and then yeah and then i guess i'd like to uh you know i i really enjoy rugby coaching just more as a hobby i suppose a bit like you with the podcast and um so i'd like to learn a bit more in that in that area um we're trying to with the charity we're trying to run some qualifications and i'm trying to help a bit more i've got a sort of online coaching uh, platform so i'm trying to kind of get that out there a bit more but um for the time being i'm pretty uh yeah pretty settled and hands are pretty full with the, with the ballet and the coaching and stuff i guess cool that's a good place to be so i think you know before we wrap up and stuff just let people know uh how they can follow you or how they can follow some of the work with the charity um i'll obviously put everything in the show notes but just kind of signpost people to to a few places that they can keep in touch or they can kind of uh, learn more so I guess it depends on exactly what you want. Um, in terms of me personally, you know, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, I'm also, I've got the kind of online coaching thing, which has a bit about, yeah, some of my kind of philosophies and things like that, um, which is energy and performance. And that's on Instagram. Um, if you want to find out more about kind of uh, the ballet healthcare side of things, you can obviously follow the Royal Ballet um, on Instagram. I think they're going to be putting some more stuff out um, over the next few weeks in terms of general kind of dancer health and things um and then also uh, three pillars project uh, they do um yeah they have an instagram page and uh, a few other things like that, that that's the uh, charity so that's the one that kind of works in prisons and does a lot of work in the community so it's a really um, it's a really good project for anyone who's uh, interested in that side of things um, yeah that's probably Summary. <laughs> solid mate solid um and i think i'm gonna start asking you guests this especially because we're all on lockdown and we're going to be here for probably another month or so and obviously my um side of things is food nutrition passionate about home cooking is there anything that you've kind of taken some time to make there's a lot of baking going around you know what are your skills like in the kitchen and what have you been uh putting some time to because I, I, I know you love your calories mate so uh what have you what have you been doing because we've got five of us because i'm I'm back at my parents house with my sister so um we've got five of us here um so the um yeah i've had what did i do the other day i 
made a steak, steak dinner the other day. I have, I have been trying out a few things. I made kind of a spicy uh, coconut salad, uh, some pineapple and cinnamon. So I've tried right. a few things, uh, but nothing, you know, I'm not uh, yourself in terms of culinary skills, mate. So I'm just g- giving it a go. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds decent. No, if you get a bit of pineapple in there, it's not, it's not, it's not a bad <laughs> idea. Mix other flavours. So look, mate, cool. Yeah. Honestly, really appreciate your time. It's good to catch up. Let's not leave it another, um, yeah, like eight years, <laughs> nine years. Yeah. And when this is over, we'll come down to come down to Richmond and we can we can catch up. But, um, yeah. mate, yeah, appreciate your time and look, lovely people. I'll put all the information in the show notes um, so you can follow him on on Twitter and Instagram and um, the strength and conditioning kind of like performance consultancy side as well. Um, and uh, yeah, look after yourself. Obviously, continue to maintain social distance and uh, hope you're safe and 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 well. And um, yeah, really appreciate that you're listening. Uh, over a hundred episodes now, and I think over twenty thousand listens. So it's uh, it's great. It's something fun that I love to do, and uh, it's good to catch up with um, old friends and and uh, yeah, reach out to new people. So um, have a good week and speak soon.